Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mark G. Richardson's hit podcast series, Remodeling Mastery, a series brought to you by Surefire Local. Now, raise your hand if you've ever sat through a meeting and wondered what the point was or why you were even having the meeting in the first place. I think it would be a safe guess that most of you are raising your hand right now. Well, Mark wants to help with that. Check out today's episode on how to run world-class meetings within your organization. Over to you, Mark. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's produced by Surefire Local and supported by Professional Remodeler Magazine, as well as NARI, the National Association of Remodeling Industry. What I try to do on a regular basis is share some insights about what I'm seeing in the remodeling industry, as well as ways to help you think about and reflect on your business. Some of these topics are very much focused on philosophies and themes, and some of these topics are tending to be a little bit more strategic and tactical. Today, I want to talk about a topic that I'm seeing out there that is really very, very in the trenches, but also so important to a healthy business. And it's the topic of meetings, meetings within your business. You know, many people, as they think about meetings in their business, they just sort of evolve over time, and before you know it, you're actually consumed by many, many different meetings of different sizes and types within your business. But I think this is a good time of the year to kind of take a time out and really reflect and certainly listen to some of the thoughts I'm going to share with you today about the tips on making a world-class or great meeting. Many years ago, I had a friend, Pete Miller, who was at the time heading up, I think, one of the leading publications in the remodeling industry, and we were actually going on a little road trip. And I'll never forget, we were driving along, and I, like many, was talking about kind of the stresses in my life and how busy I was and the fact that it seemed like I was always in meetings and never really getting as much accomplished as I'd really like to. And I'll never forget, Peter turned to me while I was driving, and he said, Mark, meetings are your job. And that was one of the moments of truth, or a little mini epiphany for me, that when I really think about it, and when you think about it, meetings are my job. Meetings are my way to engage with my team. Meetings are my way to communicate. Meetings are my way to motivate. Meetings are my way to train. And literally, like a light switch, I started to change the paradigm and think about meetings in a very, very different way. I started to think about how could I take meetings to the next level and really change the way I thought about meetings. Now, as I travel around the country and see the best of the best out there today, I will say that in many cases, these meetings are pretty diverse collage. These meetings, as I said earlier, are a product of evolution. It began with a couple of people saying, you know, we ought to have a meeting on this, and that meeting was successful, and before you know it, more joined, and then the company said, okay, we have to have a regular meeting, focus on sales production, focus on whatever it happens to be. This meeting also evolved in terms of the meeting length. I see 
meetings out there being as short as 10 or 15 minutes, and I see other companies covering the same topic in 45 minutes or an hour, and a few out there are literally spending two or three hours in certain meetings that could be accomplished in a fraction of the time. So a few thoughts on this subject that I want to really get into. The first is, I think, the reason this is especially important is today more than ever, we are more time-starved than ever. The level of overwhelm, the proliferation, the complexity of our business, our demands of our clients, the team members in terms of what they need is very different. The speed at which change and things are happening is very, very different in the past. So as you think about meetings as it relates to all this, you really need to make it kind of a priority. So a few meeting insights that I would encourage you to reflect on as you're thinking about either your existing meetings or potentially meetings that need to happen. The first is I'm a big believer in asking almost any leader, why are you having this meeting? Why are you having this meeting? Does this meeting really help you focus on accomplishing your key priorities and goals? If not, then you should question not only whether you have the meeting, but how you go about conducting the meeting. Number two is whenever I think about creating or conducting a meeting, I have always been kind of a power of three. I need to kind of summarize what are the top three goals of this meeting? What are the top priorities that we need to accomplish in these meetings? And if you really can articulate those for yourself and then communicate them to your team, I think you're more likely to have a successful meeting. Number three is what's the right cadence or what's the right uh, 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 kind of rhythm as it comes to a meeting structure? Now, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in this podcast, but generally speaking, I think having a monthly meeting that involves either a leadership team or a bigger group is the right cadence. Having that same group on a weekly basis may not be the right cadence. There's certain meetings, for example, that you want to do annually. There's certain meetings you want to treat like a football team, halftime. There's certain meetings monthly. There's certain meetings biweekly, and there's certainly meetings weekly. In some cases, some companies are out there are doing what are called daily huddles as well. Now, typically, a daily huddle is literally only a few minutes of meeting, but it's just there to get everybody kind of aligned and rowing in the same direction. So as you think about your meetings, sort of sit back and breathe it in. Are they the right cadence or rhythm in terms of the meeting? Number four is, uh, are you really making this meeting a priority? Or is it just kind of happening? Is everyone kind of just showing up? It's kind of just a regular thing. Now, as a leader in the organization, once you make it a priority, I think it becomes, I think, a level of importance. And priorities are something that people show up to meetings. They show up on time, and they show up prepared and ready to go and really want to move through things and not have a tremendous amount of distractions. The last general comment I would make is think about meeting structures like this giant funnel. And then within this funnel, all these things are meetings that require the right kind of attention preparation. 
They might require the different amount of time. So within the funnel, at the top of the funnel, you have your larger meetings. That might be your overall team meetings that you do on a monthly basis. Within those meetings, you're sharing, okay, where are we relative to our key metrics? What are the top priorities? What are the issues that we need to communicate? It's not a question of how long that meeting is, but there needs to be some way, I think, the larger group communicates on a regular basis. We'll call that more of a monthly cycle. Then you have certain meetings within the company and the organizations that are more weekly meetings. These might be sales meetings. These might be production meetings. These might be financial meetings. But on those weekly cycles that you're talking about, again, whether they're a one-hour meeting or whether they're a two-hour meeting, uh, it's important that you have those structured the right way. The other cycle I think that you need to be thinking about is your meeting, your one-on-one meetings. You know, as you really think about, I think, the notion of your real job, I think, as a leader is developing the talent. And your talent, right, wrong, or indifferent, most of them require the right level of care and feeding, the right level of attention. Those are one-on-one meetings that you have on a regular basis during the week with your key reports. In my belief, if you have five, seven, ten key reports, they all require a weekly kind of meeting one-on-one to make sure that they're developing, but also make sure that they're on track. So many years ago, I was actually listened to a speaker, Daniel Pink, who had written several books on different things. And one of the things he talked about in this particular speech was some of the key elements as it relates to a successful speech. Now, you may not think of a meeting as a speech, but think of this in terms of some of the key elements to creating a successful meeting. As I've thought about this as a speaker, but I've also thought about it as a leader, facilitator in meetings, I always try to run these three things uh, up the down the filter. So the first is brevity. The second is levity, and the third is relevance. So let me just unpack these just for a minute with you. Brevity is the length of time of the meeting. You know, think about this from the perspective of going to a movie, for example. If you go to a movie that happens to be a three-hour movie, chances are you're going to come out of that movie, even if you liked it, even if the acting, the plot, everything was great, your first reaction when people are asking you about that movie is, oh, it was very good, but it was very long. You know, the flip side of that is also true in that same context of a movie. You come out of the movie, if it was only an hour or an hour and ten minutes long, you say, it was really great, but I wish it was a little bit longer and a little bit meatier. I use that example because as it relates to your meeting, I think the same thing is holds true. You know, when it comes to brevity, it needs to be the right length of the meeting. The second is that levity. You know, you need to lighten up a little bit. Meetings are not supposed to be kind of anxious and tense and so serious that people aren't having any fun at all in meetings. You know, I think as a meeting leader and a designer, you have to think about how do I create some levity? How do I create some fun within the meetings? And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. And the last thing is it's got to be really relevant. It's important with any meeting that you have that you're not so rigid about the structure that you're not focusing on the real world, day-to-day, relevant things today. 
So if you run this up the fi filter, you'll be able to determine not only your, with your existing meetings or other meetings within your organization, but also moving forward, ask yourself, was this a successful meeting in terms of brevity, levity, and relevance? So I'm going to give you a few tips here, a few tips that I've learned over the years after my friend Pete Miller shared this that I've worked on very, very hard of having, I think, really world-class meetings, whether they're ones I facilitate or they're ones I really observe or I'm active in. The first is, it's really important to engage the participants within the meeting itself. You know, and oftentimes you'll have individuals that are kind of carrying the heavy load of a meeting, and then you'll have others within the meeting that really aren't engaged. I'm a big believer that you have to engage everyone in the meeting. In many cases, some people are more aggressive and proactive, and other people are more reserved. But it's really your job to engage everyone in the meeting. Listen to those dissident voices. I oftentimes will take one of the more reserved individuals in a meeting and I'll ask them, you know, Bob was just talking about how we should approach this problem. Jenny, what do you think? You know, if you were really running this meeting or you were in Bob's seat of the bus, so to speak, how would you approach this particular problem? I think the more that everyone is really engaged in the meeting and really serious about it, I think the more successful that they're going to be. Many years ago, my friend Larry Meadows said, you know, people or team members need to learn it, then they need to do it, and then they need to teach it. You know, meetings are a great structure that after they learn and start to do certain things, actually get them to be engaged and start to teach others within the group. It's a great way. Number two is make the meetings fun. Now, I go out and I see some of the really, really cool kind of meetings out there today that people are having. And some of them, quite frankly, are fun. They're engaged. But some of them are really quite painful. And you have to ask yourself, where do I fall in that spectrum of pain versus fun? So one way that I've always found as a meeting designer to have fun within the business itself is do things that people find fun. People today, right or wrong, they like sports. And if you can engage and make the topics relevant to sports, I think sometimes it becomes more fun. So one little technique I sometimes use is if I'm meeting with a leadership team, and let's say we're halfway through the year, I will say to them, okay, guys, we're going to play football today. And we're halfway through the year. We're going into the locker room at halftime. What's the score of the game for our team versus the opponent, i.e. the world out there in terms of our business? And I have each of the key team members, again, whether they're leadership team members, whether they're production team members, or whether they're sales team members, I have each team member score the business based on a football score. And I'll literally write them up on a flip chart. Then we'll go around the room and actually explain and talk about why certain people scored the business or why certain people actually uh, uh, viewed what we were experiencing in that way. As an exercise, it not only helps, I think, to understand and create alignment, but it also, I think, makes it fun. 
I think oftentimes when we're doing team evaluations, let's say if we're evaluating a group or production team, I oftentimes like to think about, you know, a kid's sport, and I call it, you know, my kickball team. I say to the different team members, if here are 10 team members out there, let's say in a particular group, let's just kind of go down the, who would we pick first, who would we pick second, and then who's standing at the end and not getting picked on the kickball team. And when you do a simple exercise like this, it not only helps people to really ask themselves some critical questions, but I would even argue it kind of makes it fun. Another question I did recently with a group, very successful group, but was really focused on the diversity, and that is think about this business as an investment. Think about this business as a piece of real estate. Why would you invest in this business? Why would you not invest in this business? What are some of the, some of the elements that would really cause you to go to the left or to the right? By simply asking that question and starting to think about the paradigm of the business as an investment and really engage the others in it, uh, it makes it a lot more fun. Number three, I think if you want to have really good meetings, it is not about your show. You need to get feedback from others. So what I oftentimes like is at the end of the meeting is actually go around the horn and in each of those meetings, you know, what was your aha? What was your takeaway? You know, and have people be brutally honest in terms of the meeting. Then you might follow up more one-on-one -on -one with them about the feedback on the meeting. What could I have done? What could we have done to make this meeting more interesting, more fulfilling, and, and really accomplishing our goals? So get feedback, not only from others within your organization, but get also feedback from other companies of how they do their meetings. Number four is um, you have to have the meetings take the right amount of time. Now, needless to say, meetings need to start on time because, as I said earlier, they need to be treated with the right degree of reverence important. But you also have to have meetings last the right amount of time. I like to have some structure to many of the meetings. I like to think about them in one-third, one-third, one-third. One-third maybe is about just communicating, kind of getting everybody aligned of all the day-to-day -day stuff. One-third is about reviewing key metrics, and one-third is maybe about a training topic that either you or someone else leads. But at the end of the day, you don't want your meetings to last too long or too short, so focus on the amount of time in these meetings. I see many of the meetings that I go into that I think, gosh, if this meeting would have been 90 minutes rather than 60, we would have accomplished twice as much. I also see the reverse side of that, and I see like a one-hour meeting that could, be, could have been done in 30 minutes. Another tip I would use is use visual kind of elements within the meeting. Most people, especially those in the remodeling business, and really other businesses as well, are visual thinkers. Matter of fact, some of the statistics I've heard is 80% of the people out there are visual thinkers. See, we tend to talk about things a lot, but that's not the way we learn. That's not the way we communicate in many ways, and that's not the way we understand. So what I usually oftentimes try to do, and sometimes this is fabricated, but I try to do it in such a way to really prime the pump of having people think more visually. 
It might be you throw up a slide of a graph or two. It might be you get out a flip chart and you draw a little diagram. You might put somewhat of a little graph and look at it kind of is the stock rising or falling in terms of what we're doing. But try to do it more visually and not just through words. So in closing, I go back to the advice that Pete Miller gave me many, many years ago, and that is meetings are your job. And just like your job being projects, just like your job being serving clients, just like your job being developing team members, when you realize that meetings are your job and it's your job to create world-class meetings, that's one of the key elements to taking your business and taking certainly you to the next level. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Mark. You just listened to episode 84 of Mark G. Richardson's Popular Remodeling Mastery Series brought to you by Surefire Local. If you haven't already done so, I highly suggest you subscribe to Remodeling Mastery on your favorite podcast app. You'll receive alerts when new episodes are released and you can check out his past episodes. Thanks again for taking the time to listen in and we will see you next time.